0: Hello, folks. Just so you know, today, um, my students make me say this at the beginning of every episode, which is kind of ironic because this is the first episode, but I want to welcome you to the Slaughterhouse. Um, today, we're going to be going over the social slaughter, which is pretty much just looking at the ideologies of Democrats and Republicans and how they pretty much have affected and uh, destroyed... And brought together some of the greatest, worst things we've ever experienced in the history of the United States. Um, first off, I want to just talk a little bit about um, what I'm seeing in my generation, my classroom, from when we talk about Republicans and Democrats. Um, first off, they don't want to talk. When it comes to political issues, they have strong opinions, but they don't want to put them out there because if they feel that they do, they're going to be judged. People are going to hate them, especially in today's society. If a kid says they're Republican, everybody associates them with Trump. And if you say you're Democrat, you're associated simply with Biden. And believe me, both have good qualities, both have bad qualities. But the problem is we won't have conversations. We won't talk. We won't discuss. We won't compromise over political issues because we're too afraid of what the other side will say. And that's, uh, that's detrimental to our society. If our kids right now and our teenagers and youth and young adults cannot talk to each other about political views and have conversations to be constructive, uh, I think we're doomed. I really do. I think that, you know, there's not much hope because this is the future right here. All right. I remember had a kiddo in my first hour literally say, hey, Mr. Slaughter, I'd love to talk to you about politics, but I'm afraid to because if I do, I feel everybody's going to hate me. And I was like, Why? And they were like, because I'm Republican. I'm like, okay, what's the problem with being Republican? She's like, because then everybody thinks I'm like Trump. I'm like, yeah, that is kind of a stereotype we give to all Republicans nowadays. And literally I had another kid say, hey, I don't want to give you my Democratic views because I'm afraid everybody will call me a communist and then I'm a socialist and I can't do anything in the world except I just want to give all the money away from the government. But I'm sitting there going like, why in the world have we gotten to these extremes? Right? A tad bit of a history lesson, because I am a history teacher, right? I don't know if you know this, but um, Democrats and Republicans have actually switched their political views about four times throughout history. Um, It's really fun, because Republicans always say they want to be Lincoln, and Lincoln actually had a lot of liberal Democratic views. And uh, so did people like uh, Teddy Roosevelt. And, um, you know, they were very conservative Democrats as well. So it's like... We sit here and we think that the ideologies behind our liberal or conservative views really push the foundation of why we have a country the way it is. And it's true. The big thing is about when you talk about the actual claim of Democrats, they are this ideology of change. They want to change things. You know what? That's not a bad thing. Because you want to change, you want to have different ideas, you want to attempt, you want to try something new. You believe that it's your responsibility to help people work out the issues they can't because they may not have the governmental power or just the means necessary to do so. That's not a bad thing. Just because you say you're Democrat doesn't mean you're a socialist and you're on your way to communism. All right, And then Republicans, they have this ideology of you know, letting the people work things out. Making the government be there when the government needs to be there, the government is the sole responsibility. Government shouldn't be the main focus of the American people. And they have these ideas where, you know, there's a lot of good things that we've gained over the years that need to be still in place. And I still haven't figured out why that's a bad idea either. Yes, we need consistency. Yes, we need to have the ability to look at what is there and salvage it and make it work. I I think we've gotten so far away from this ideology that we're no longer people. We're political parties. We're no longer humans. We're Democrats. We're Republicans. I have one kid in my third hour who literally came out the other day and said he was a libertarian. And the thing was, I don't think he actually even knew the definition of it. But he's passionate. He cares. He wants to see things change. He has, you know, views. We have so many voices right now that are being silenced in the world, in the United States, because they're afraid to talk. Because we have installed that fear in them. We have shown them through our democratic, republican society that it's not okay to be yourself. And I feel like this is a problem. This is an issue. This is something that needs to change. I work a lot with students on a regular basis every day who live in fear just because of their livelihoods. And now that we put this standard that if you want to be a senator or a house representative or president, you have to have the ability to fight, to literally argue and literally not compromise, but just literally yell and scream back and forth. I used to have this idea that you know how women have slowly over time finally gained more rights and have worked their way towards equality, yet we're still not there. I wonder what life would be like if from day one, day one in the United States, even day one in the world, there was known equality, where women were equal, where African-Americans were equal, where everything was equal. We have oppressed the mind for too long. Imagine what advances we could have made in technology and medicine and social issues had there been equality from day one we've literally taken this idea of inequality and applied it now to our political parties. Republicans are not as good as Democrats. Democrats are not as good as Republicans. Everybody is sick of them. That's what I can't figure out. The habits of history have changed so much, and they've literally gone back and forth. And there's been good people, bad people, all throughout the history of the United States. But we've gotten to the point, we don't care about issues anymore we care about political parties and i feel that's a big problem how do we fix this issue how do we fix this problem you know and the biggest way i can think of doing that is we have to talk we have to communicate we have to have open minds we as teachers we as educators have to create safe spaces that our students can talk and speak their mind there has to be something more than just going back and forth yelling at each other, and disagreeing. If we can teach our children now to talk, to communicate, to express themselves respectively, and be able to agree to disagree. You know, I found it kind of funny, and you know, we'll get into different issues throughout this whole entire podcast, but I I found it kind of funny that when we talked about gun control, in my class, there's a lot of kids that love guns. They love to shoot. They think it is their right. They think that it is perfectly, perfectly acceptable for them to have guns that shoot a thousand bullets a minute. But what surprised me, I don't know if it's a surprise anymore because I'm, I'm always shocked by my students and how they grow and how they learn, but every single one of them totally agreed that we need to have stricter gun laws. They think it's perfectly okay for people to have guns, but they think that mental health is an issue. They think that we need to deal with that issue. They think that there needs to be more funding for programs to help make sure we get good background checks, that we regulate who gets a gun in their hand. I I don't know why that's a bad thing. And if my teenagers in my class can work and compromise and talk and come together over such an issue as gun control and gun violence, why can't the people who have been politicians for so long, who have literally studied the systems, the laws inside and out, Why can't they come together and work something out? I know that a lot of my students struggle with politics because they don't understand it, they don't get it. But the biggest thing I'm seeing day after day now is they're tired. They're exhausted because they don't think we're going to move forward. They don't think we're going to move in any good direction. They feel that Congress and everyone up there is just going to continue to fight. Continue to argue, continue to hate, continue to not get anything done. Who knew that the only way you could get bills passed nowadays is if you could get more people elected for your political party? We don't compromise anymore. We don't work anymore. Like, I don't get why we can't work together. I I don't understand it. And I think it hurts. It hurts our future. Because they, the children of our future, are watching our politicians and saying, we don't want any part in that. So they don't get involved. They don't want to vote. They don't want to participate. They don't want to run for office. They don't want to do anything. And that is detrimental. Because I'll be honest with you, these kids are bright. They're smart. They're intelligent. And if they can realize and empower themselves to do great things, they will. I I remember the first day of school I brought up with my students. I was like, do you guys realize that there's a school board? And they're like, yeah, we know there's a school board. I was like, "Did you guys know that you can go to the school board meetings? And you just heard this whole, like they had no idea that they could go and speak at their own school board. And I said, so the very people that are making your decisions about your future, your education, one of the biggest aspects of your life, no one here at this school is involved in that process. They aren't allowed to vote the school board members in they aren't allowed to you know go in their minds go and talk and express who they are i said yeah here's the paper you fill out to get on the agenda and you can go speak to your own school board and they're like we can i was like i don't know if you realize this but there's seven school board members there's four thousand of you you have that ability you have that chance you can go stand there and say hey we care about our future too because it's ours and we really feel like things are getting screwed up right now. You know, I've given that speech literally every year I've taught. I've taught, this will be my sixth year now. And no one's ever done it. No one's ever shown up to a school board meeting and said, hey, we're tired. Hey, we're tired of seeing how things are done. It blows my mind. And I feel that's because they don't care. They've seen how politics work. They've seen how these Republicans and Democrats have lost the idea of humanity. How they just fight. They yell, they scream, and they feel whoever screams the loudest is going to win. Which that is never true. So how do we change? We have to have these conversations. We have to talk to our students. We have to talk to our children. We have to not be denied the idea of safe speaking. Me and my brother disagree on stuff all the time, and, but we still talk. We conversate. Me and my dad, we disagree on stuff. But we talk. We conversate. We change our ideology. We change our views because we gather information. I feel because we do that, we, we cause a difference, we cause a change. We, we have the ability to make a future for ourselves, and we have to fight for it. I sent out the link to my intro today to all my students because they've been urging me to do a podcast based on what we talk in our classroom. and I hope this spreads. I hope that we can somehow reach people, somehow we can motivate people, somehow we can get people to realize your opinion matters. You are important. And though people may disagree with what you think, that's okay. Though people may disagree with how you see things, perfectly fine. But if you can build that mutual respect that it's okay to disagree, if you can have that open mind so that when someone talks to you, you don't just shut them out immediately when they say, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. You have a conversation with them. from all classroom buildings or in your designated location with your assigned sponsor. Teachers and admin, if you are available and have a minute, you can sweep your area. We would appreciate that so much. Thank you. Have a good evening. That's the fun thing about doing your podcast at school. Announcements may randomly come over during while you're talking, but I, I get back to my point. We have the ability to make the change. We have the ability as adults. We have the ability as the educators. We have the ability of parents to influence our children to not be afraid to speak their mind, but also teach them how to respect a conversation. We have the ability to change. I feel like we get so caught up in all the chaos of the world that we forget we're human. My mom always taught me the first thing. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. we got to do that. we got to start having conversations. We need to start not living in fear. We need to start expressing, standing up for what we believe in, being able to have conversations respectively because guess who's watching? All these kids in our classrooms, all these kids in our homes are looking at us and saying, Hey, how do we live this future you want us to save? I feel that's how we do it. We have to live as an example. And I feel that's the only way to do it. I don't think there's a quick fix. I really feel like we have to take the time and the energy to put it in to our kids' lives and believe that they are worth it and fight for them tooth and nail. Now, Now, I've never done a podcast before, but I know that when... I get to this point, you know, I'm going to, you know, push that, you know, listen to social slaughter. Hopefully we'll actually get more conversations. My students are going to start asking questions that they want me to discuss with the listeners. Also, hopefully we can grow a little more and, you know, get a bigger crowd and start, you know, really digging into deep issues and see how people feel and also have conversations. Because in the end, we're worth it. We are worth so much more than what what we're giving ourselves right now. Well, that pretty much wraps up the episode for today. Um, We'll be back uh, probably this week or next week with our next episode where we're going to dive into, you know, the fears of adolescents and social issues that they face on a daily basis and uh, what we're doing, the systems that are in place to help them. Um, but yeah, um, feel free to leave comments uh, when this is posted. Uh, I have no idea how all this works, but I'll figure it out and we'll keep going. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. I hope to have the website up and running this week. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you later.